Gus. Yeah, what's up? Uh, you ready to start the podcast? <sighs> yeah, all right, let's go. So that was, I didn't like that. Let's do it again. More energy. Let's do it again. Yep. Gus, is something bothering you? It's just that, you know, Sabrina was going to get some Go-Gurt on Amazon Fresh, and and the SpongeBob Go-Gurt was, was available for purchase. And I was like, oh, SpongeBob Go-Gurt. Uh-huh. And, and she, I went to the cart to check it out later after she purchased, and I looked, and she had just put the regular kind in. What? Dude. So, uh... You know, I'm thinking I'm gonna have to move back in. Eddie. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm I'm never, I'm never that friend that's like you just break up with her, bro. But this one is, I don't know, man. You know, like you always, you always knew that you were gonna lose the spoon. You never thought you'd lose your gal. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> is that a phrase that I'm? Gonna... Yeah, it's the Gogurt ad. Lose the spoon. Lose the spoon. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I didn't remember that ad campaign at all. I just Damn, remember Gogurt ad. Then. That's, yeah, that's back. The thing is, for people that remember that ad, that's a very funny joke. <laughs> now, uh, but we're back. We're here. It's another week. I'll be honest, Gus. We talked about before, you know, early January was tough for, or late January was tough for a lot of people. I had a little bit of a depresso mode. I am feeling fucking fantastic, dude. I am feeling good too. I'm good. I'm a list. I'm. I, I have not been. My brain has been ultra fixed lately. Where not only do I have a new video that is, unless there was a copyright claim issue, is out today. So fuck, fuck you. It's been t- two weeks since the last upload. I've also uh, been losing some weight. I'm Gus. I'm. I'm in go mode. I'm in go mode. I'll say it. I'm in go mode. I'm the Kid Leroy Go right now, featuring Juice World. I am. I am all in there, Eddie. I'm glad to hear it. Well, I don't. I mean, I think maybe one of us should be in go mode, and one of us should be in slow mode. So I don't want to put you in slow mode, but I want to what? say that I am the one in go mode. How about we make Tony do that, and I just am a free agent because I'm not touching well, that thing. Man. That's the problem. Tony's in tow mode, and that means he spends <sighs> his free time uh, towing cars that are parked legally, which is a huge hassle to the whole community. It's a big what, deal. What does he do if the owner comes out and they're like, "Tony, my guy, you're busting my balls here. Why are you towing my Hyundai Sonata in front of my place of work? This is my assigned parking spot during business hours." He, all he does, and check it out, he's in the side of side of a truck. And the door, yeah. the door says toe dash N Y apostrophe S. So toe knees toes. And he just goes, slaps the side and drives away with the car. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say a word. He just, and then goes. How do you communicate with him? Tony, it's two truck slaps for yes, one truck slap for no. And he doesn't. Do you want Applebee's tonight? <laughs> he doesn't go to uh, an impound lot. He backs the car into Lake Michigan and detaches it from the cable. That's all he does. <laughs> it's a huge deal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to, uh, to like let the authorities know in this podcast, but I don't think the FBI watches the Gus Netty podcast. Maybe they're audio listeners. That's the title. Does the FBI watch the Gus Nettie <laughs> podcast? That'll get them looking real quick. <laughs> At least if they're not listening to the actual uploaded episode, they're listening to, through the webcam I'm using right now, you know? That's a good point. I bet if we started including major governmental figures or bodies in the title and thumbnail of the podcast, that every episode they would be required to investigate it. And that sounds like a cheap, easy way to get some free listeners, baby. Yeah, no, I know just the thing that'll do it. I'll be like, hey, Gus, you ever think about how we know how to kill Castro? <laughs> and they'll be like, hold on. <laughs> like, we want to know. Have you ever... Did you ever read about the CIA agent that, like, fell in love with him? What? Nuh-uh. I'll pull it up. Hold on. Stall for me. Dude, okay, can I... Speaking of Castro, though, this is going to be one of those just, like, no-excuse, dumb brain things. Uh, So probably up until about maybe four years ago, which is when I was close to 22 years old, Mm -hmm. I thought that Fidel Castro was successfully assassinated by the United States in the 60s. 
and it was exclusively because in the campaign for Call of Duty Black <laughs> Ops One, you actually shoot Castro in Wait, the head. You shoot the decoy in the head. That's in the that's in the Black Ops plot too, isn't it? Ex- well, again, I want to go further into saying <laughs> how disillusioned I was. Ops. You were mistaken. It wasn't, even, <laughs> it wasn't even the real Castro I was killing in the game. Is I just, I played through that. And then when I remembered back to Castro later, I was like, he's dead, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Because Call of Duty Black Ops 1 was based on real events. I'm pretty sure I killed Castro. Yeah, Castro's dead. And then I just li- I just went on living. I just kept going. Oh, my God. I'm trying to. I learned. Also, for that, I'm trying to. I'm looking on Twitter instead of Google because I don't want to search the one article for uh, the one quote that I wanted to see. I just searched CIA Aphant Castro. Um, there's a little typo. I, I just slam my fingers into the keyboard and make typos all the time. I don't. And I click send without proofreading. You know, I send correction text like in every conversation. I have to do that. I, I have to send the correction text too. Mm. I, I it's it's a waste of my own time, but I will like just quick whiz through some shit, but I'll be like I meant don't, not dope. Yeah. Sure, you know? yeah. <laughs> That's and it's never it's usually not like me misspelling something uh like I don't know how to spell it, but I just can't type correctly. Um damn, I can't find the exact thing, but it was like a CIA informant that was uh, like in with Castro and they slept together and she she wrote about how like taken she was by by how like uh, like his personality. And I think she had the mm. chance to kill him and and he kind of like did a like pull the trigger if you want and then walked out. And wow, like and, which is fucking crazy. I got to get the exact quote before we end this podcast. I got to find it. Damn, that's if that's true, that's some fucking risky shit. I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine doing that. Yeah, to shoot me. I got. I don't think he said exactly that, but it was essentially like she could have done it. I'm trying to find the quote for it. I know people that know the quote are or know this super well are like so frustrated with me right now. Um, I I can't scroll through this entire article. That's my problem. The tweet that here's, I found was deleted of her quote. And I don't know why. Here's, here's probably what happened, Eddie. I'm assuming here's what happened is that they were hanging out together, maybe in a little hotel or something, and and the the spy took out the gun and was going to shoot Castro, and she thought that Castro saw the gun. So she asked, what do you want me to do as Castro was leaving the room? And he said, just shoot me. But he thought that she asked, what do you want to watch? And Castro was hot off the heels of watching Tommy Boy, and he had David Spade on the brain, and he was like, I want to watch Just Shoot Me, new episodes airing now on CBS. So that was probably the miscommunication, I assume. That's it. That's it. Also, I, the important distinction, CIA informant is much different than a CIA agent. So, uh, That's true. Um, yeah, okay. So Castro asked if, if she was working for the CIA, to which Lorenz replied, not really, I work for myself. And this is her words then. Then he leaned over, pulled out his forty-five, and handed it to me. I flipped the chamber uh, out and hit it back. He didn't even flinch. And he said, you can't kill me. Nobody can kill me. And he kind of smiled and chewed on his cigar. I felt deflated. He was so sure of me. He just grabbed me. We made love. I contemplated staying to try talking to him later after his speech, but it would be too late because he rambles on for 8, 10, 12 hours. That was the hardest part. I wanted him to beg me to stay, but he got dressed and left. I just sat there by myself a while. I left him a note. I told him that I would be back. Holy fuck, dude. Oh my God. That's... you know what? I'll say it. Speaking as someone that couldn't withstand that kind of pressure, that's not a good CIA agent, though, right? She's like, an, <laughs> she was an informant, so she she wasn't an agent. They they recruited her as somebody who was already involved, uh, I believe. Um, which the thing is, think about in a world where you are like you have so much hate for a person that you like are going to kill them. Imagine they then give you their gun, and you're you're they're like. Nobody can kill me. You can't kill me. I'm. I would be like. I don't know. I don't think I can. What the fuck? Like, if somebody just pulls that big dick of a move, I don't know what to do. Dang, also, dude. we're not praising him. We're just this. No. <laughs> it's just. It's just an interesting story. I read about one uh, recently where, uh, and there were hundreds of documented attempts on Castro's life uh, over the years. But I read about one too uh, where uh, a 
apparently Castro loved like dairy and like uh, and and like milkshakes and stuff, and he'd always go to uh, like get a milkshake at his favorite little like restaurant or whatever in Cuba. Uh-huh. Uh, so the CIA contacted uh, one of the restaurant owners there, and apparently gave him like a poison pill to put to slip in the milkshake one time. And the uh, restaurant owner like put the pill in the freezer, and then when it came time to slip the contents of the pill into the milkshake, uh, apparently the pill had stuck to the freezer. So the guy was like trying to take it out, and it ripped, and he was just trying to like scrape it together, and like the poison was just ruined because it just got stuck to the freezer. And just think, that's like one of hundreds of attempts. There's probably dozens more interesting ones. And from that story we just heard, and I'm not a historian, someone can probably correct me on it, is that it sounds like he wasn't super paranoid all the time, which is just like, it just seems like blind luck. Like, oh yeah, somebody was going to like shoot him once, but then they slipped on a banana peel, you know? Like, well, that's so fucking weird. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Like, oh my God. Oh man. Who is... Um, I'm trying to think like historically is, is that the like most attempts that somebody has tried to like documented kill somebody, man, you'd have to think, I, I would have to assume that like Hitler would be up there or something yeah, though too, yeah. like frankly speaking. Yeah. So I don't know. Probably I don't any bad guy. We're also not the people to know this stuff. Um, I'm not the person to know most anything. I, yeah, I really don't know anything. I know a couple of things. I know how to make YouTube videos. I know way too much trivia about the new God of War reboot. And um, that's important, though. Yeah, that is important. You know, it's always good to, to uh, fill your brain with stuff that you're <laughs> only going to use when the sequel game comes out. <laughs> what do you think, Eddie, is an area of expertise for you that has the least amount to do with your like professional life? So like, you know, obviously not editing or like video game stuff. What is one of your greatest areas of expertise? Teeth or expertise, frankly, if it's dental related, unrelated to your interests. Um, probably uh, Greek mythology because really? I, was, I was so so beyond into uh, Percy Jackson when I was in fifth and sixth grade that I just became upset. Something about mythology, and that's why I like God of War uh, with the Norse mythology. I just love those like old stories they're they're so cool to me and the way different people will reinvent them uh is also really cool to me because it's essentially it's like you have characters that you kind of know and then there are a ton of stories where different people just play around with those aspects of those characters so there can be different versions of that i that's i would say that's probably the thing i'm like the nerdiest about um what about you awesome dude um, I'd say probably U.S. history, frankly. And mm. I know that sounds ironic coming hot on the heels of the Castro thing where then I transition into I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> but I, I fuck with history. Like, I, uh, specifically U.S. history. You know, with I, I that, just love it. I, I, and I recommend it. Oh, I realized <laughs> I'm holding this. I should mention it. I bought a, a very cheap um, switchblade uh, uh, mustache comb. Because I was running out of my, I couldn't find my mustache comb. I sorry, I was just. I had one of those. I was I got flinging in, this thing around, and I was just in like DC what? in eighth grade. I fucking <laughs> love that thing. That's great. But um, uh, I think every person, if you can't name at least when every American war was, just Google it and make sure you remember it. Because you see those videos of people interviewing people on the street, and they're like, "When did World War II happen?" And they're like, "1776," ah, and you're like. So you're unaware of the world we live in, like completely. And it's just like, I think it would do everyone some good. Just brush up on U.S. history again so you can pay attention on trends that are popping up again, on things that happen, where we've been, where we're going. Like, it's very important. And also world history, not just U.S. history, especially if Mm -hmm. you're not from the U.S. Then honestly, who gives a shit? You don't need to know when the wars are. You don't need to know shit. Except you should know when the world wars are. I mean, that's for everybody. Those are the big ones. Those are the signpost ones. Yeah. Do you have, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you have an interesting piece of kind of Greek mythology or or just, can you share a fun fact with the class, Eddie? Uh, I always, whenever I'm asked to like rack my brain for something that I have, I can never pick a specific one. So I don't know. I, I'll, I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you and I'll give, I'll give a little, good. how about I give a little Greek mythology fact every, uh, every episode for the next couple of weeks. All right. That and you give good. me, you, you'll give me a U.S. history fact. That is a deal. Can I can I launch mine right now, Eddie? Yes. 
Okay, and and this is one of my favorite ones. I learned this at the Smithsonian Museum uh, last year when I was on tour. Well, I guess last last year now. Fucking hell, tour was two years ago, technically. All right. Anyway, uh, I loved going through the portion of the uh, U.S. Uh, wars. That uh-huh. sounds so vague. Um, but when when I went to uh, the exhibits that dealt with the Revolutionary War, it was really cool to see they had an infographic that detailed the breakdowns of the different foreign troops that either the British or the America the Americans uh, enlisted to come try to help them. And apparently, the British. Uh, had purchased like 5,000 or so German soldiers, obviously from Germany, to come help fight for, uh, for, for Britain. And like a third of them died from disease, and then like another third just completely fucked off and didn't ever fight at all. And, and oh. that was always so interesting to me. And as I like look through some of the other countries that helped gave troops in and stuff, is they had the general breakdown of like how many people died from disease and how many people defected. And then that was always so amusing to me, not the disease part, but just to think like, why would you not jump at that opportunity if you're in Germany and you're just like, yeah, I'll go over there. I told, I got your backs, guys. Uh, <laughs> I got your back. And then it's like fucking. There's three thousand miles of just nothing. Like, what are they gonna do? Yeah. Like, that's like taking your pet butterfly to your backyard and being like, okay, why don't you walk around a little bit and then mm-hmm. come back inside when you're done? Like, how are you gonna keep tabs on these fucking people? Yeah. I love it. Uh, anyway, that's the history fact. Also, I wanted to confirm really quick. I thought of a, a Norse fact that not a Greek one, but I wanted to make sure that it was correct as well too. Um, so hold on. I want to make sure. Um, sh- sh- God damn it. Hold on. One stall for me. <laughs> Am I saying this right? Tahor. Thor. Tahor. There you go. Thar. I think it's Thar. Um, God, this is so long. I'm just trying to confirm the thing I thought, but it's like, it's such a. Um, what if they take the things we thought we think? <laughs> there you go. Um,. God damn it. I'll get it later. I'll get it later. Okay. This has been Learning with Gus and Eddie. Yay! We don't have a theme for that. <laughs> That's the history of the channel theme song. Speaking of that song, I just, uh, I can't wait. One thing I w- was um, speaking with, how, and we can cut this from the podcast if you want, but we can also keep it in. How big do we want the Mario Kart tournament to be? Do we want it to hmm. be like a production or do we want to just like do a shitty filming of it? Hmm. I mean, it could be a production. It could easily be a production. And you know, there were people I were talking was talking to yesterday that even suggested they could help us make it a production. That's true. And That's so, very true. We, again, we could cut this from the podcast so people don't get their expectations too high. We can still choose the non-production one because it'll be probably more fun and chill. But. uh yeah, well, know. either way, even if it's fun and chill, it will be some semblance of a yeah, it will. Too. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm just talking, but yeah, so we'll we'll figure it out. But guys, we're just wondering whether or not it's going on CBS or if it's just staying on YouTube here. Okay, <laughs> cats out of the bag. And I they feel said, like if there's any events, I'll I'll see it occasionally. People will be like, "Are they still doing the Mario Kart tournament? Are they still doing this or that?" If there's something that we said we're looking forward to doing in the future, uh, we're still thinking about it. Just like absolutely, um, absolutely. So, so yeah, well, more updates soon. Hopefully. I just um, want to play that fucking game so bad, dude. Honestly, I've been yeah. itching. Well, cause yeah, you and you and Sven had agreed no practicing during the pandemic, right? We did a tra- Yeah. We did a practicing embargo, so we're not doing it. We're not doing it. I, do you think Eddie, it would be fair at all? Should any situation arise pre tournament where as long as Sven and I were playing at the exact same time, which is not possible remotely. Is that okay? So are you, are you asking if, like post vaccine pre Sven being out here, we're at like a social event and there's double dash is what you're saying or well, I'm thinking specifically too, depending on when Sven would be able to come out here. If we are in person together, could we play a few games? You of could Mario play. Kart? Yeah. You can play each other, each other exclusively. Good. Exclusively Cause and I got each other. It's good. Okay, I feel like that's fair. Thank you, Supreme Chancellor Eddie. Then we will, uh, we will perhaps do that. Uh, I just can't trust Sven. I can't fucking trust Sven. And the problem is now Sven's all intent on using the fucking train cart, which I have almost no experience with, and I hate that cart. But it is technically faster than the baby carts. So your boy's all sort of fucked up. I hope See, we can get him to agree. That's to the where carts. we gotta decide. Is is 
I feel like none of the factors can play to one of your favor. Like, I feel like you have to choose a cart that is the same that you guys both maybe don't like or something of that nature, unless you... That's weird. Okay, we'll have to do some rules. Like, if Sven gets the card he wants, you should be allowed a couple of games of practice with the card that you didn't want. Oh, man, I hope so. Dude, that's the thing is, even if I had 10 games of that train cart, it's all in that repetition, baby. You but, know, Sven's so, got the science. So you both have different cards that you feel like you've mastered. We should... Well, the thing is... We should. We can both use the same card at the same time in that game. And and growing up for years, we would use the the green or blue baby carriage cards. I feel like we should both just be locked to having to use but like as one an of adult, those cards. As an adult, does Sven use that card? We have used that intermittently, but probably in the last year and a half, you know, well, pre-pandemic year and a half, Sven had figured out that the train cart has an overall higher. So speed. I feel like because it's not his choice of cart, even though he'd played it before, then it would still be. It's weird. We'll have we'll have a lot of things to iron out, but and we'll, we'll do think it. on it. We'll yeah, we'll on think it. on it. Especially, I, I mentioned the big thing I want to do once we're all vaccinated is um, a boys' stream of Wii Sports in this room. I want to do that so bad. That sounds um, so fun. I got the Wii U ready to go. I already did a Wii Sports stream with Chrissy before. It was a lot of fun, actually. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Also, yeah, I, I was taking a little, not stream break, but I was working on my video. So I got I to gotta get to streaming again. Dude, I, I took... room's going to go to waste. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> They're going to make me carve it out of the apartment and sell it to somebody else. I'm not using it. <laughs> uh, I have been, dude, the, the time jumps for me every time now. Like, we talk about this, you know, and it's like, wow, I can't believe it's the podcast again, you know? But, like, in so many ways, it's the shit is sneaking up on me like nuts, dude. Uh, our garbage day's on Friday over here, so we got to, like, take the bins out on Friday, you know? And and every week, it's just like, I can't believe I'm fucking taking the bins out. Or, like, yesterday, I logged on, I streamed Castle Crashers with Curtis and Ian and Sven, and I was just like, ah, okay, cool. Yeah, I think it's been a couple days since I streamed. Oh, what? It's been, like, almost 12 days since I've streamed? What the fuck has happened? I just yeah. don't even understand what the fuck is happening, dude. I was actually thinking I streamed five days ago. I'm looking right now because I have Streamlabs open for my webcam. I streamed eight days ago. So I'm Dumbo Jesus, too. Dude. It's I just don't even. It, I would say for people who are like, because uh, uh, I know uh, there, there's not like really a division. I think everyone likes the guest episodes. Everyone prefers these ones, but the guest episodes attract new people. That's the kind sure. of give and take. Um, and Gus and I would like to have more guests, but we are so blindsided every week by the podcast where we're like, fuck, it's Saturday again or it's Friday yeah. again. And. The, I think the thing is, we, we, I just don't want, like, I don't want this podcast to have a staff. It just feels weird to me to have, like, other mm -hmm. people, re I want to reach out to the guests and be like, hey, we want you on. It's also why uh, we, we don't have, um, like, pretty much anyone we get on the podcast is somebody that we could, that, like, follows us on Twitter, you know? And we have to directly exactly. DM them and be like, do you, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? I always feel so <laughs> weird asking. I feel so bizarre, like, because especially if it's, like, a bigger creator than us, I'm like, am I... Am I forcing them to do this? But everyone's always so fucking nice. You know what? This is going to sound like, I, and I'll take the fall on this one. I'll go down with this one. But this is going to be a slightly douchey thing to say, perhaps. But I also think like that. I'm also like, ah, they probably don't want to do that. But I, I do forget that it's like, we're not really starting off anymore. Like, That's we have thing. been doing this for a while. But it's like, you don't want to think that because then you get all cock of the walk, you know? So it's like, you assume most people would be interested in doing it. But I'm still just sort of like, I don't know. That guy is, is he going to be like, ah, well, all right, I got to say yes to that thing. You know what I yeah. mean? I feel like, and, and the audience can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you and I still exude the vibe that we are uh, like new. And I don't know why. I, I don't so. know what that is. I think it's just, I don't know. I think that's, it's, our brains refuse us to really get in that comfortable mode. Like, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. I can't, how I do people do that? I don't know how the fuck people get comfortable doing this. Like, you can certainly get familiar with the concepts of the job, but, and maybe I just need a little bit better readjustment in terms of balancing stuff, but I just, am, I still feel like I'm just juggling shit and I haven't stopped since like 2016. You know, I'm just I, like, yeah. oh, I got, oh, 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 everything's gonna fall. That's so fucking stressful, dude. I feel like, especially even, and I, I'd say I'm, I'm pretty confident. I think we both are pretty confident in our like main channel content. Um, but, and I, I'm sure you'd agree with this too. Anytime I've started to feel like too confident, I've been like a month later, I'll be like, Oh, I need to change things up a little bit. 
because I'm yeah. not, this isn't exciting anymore. And uh, that's why, you know, like topics for me and like editing styles change. Um, and that's super fun. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand where somebody could be like, yeah, I did. But I don't think YouTubers think that. I don't think, I don't know if I've met a YouTuber that is like, yeah, I'm just kind of the shit. Like, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, pro- I think probably every YouTuber assumes many other YouTubers have their shit together. And, and when you think about it too, I'm sure people probably think that I have my shit together. And when, when I feel as though behind the scenes, I am just bleeding time and and schedule management and shit. But really a lot of times we see each other when we're, when, when we're the most curated versions of ourselves, you know, yeah. dropping by someone's office or something, or you're showing up at like an event with some people and it's like, you're wearing a nice shirt and you're clean and your boys are with you and stuff. And people only see like the final version uploads of your stuff and they don't see like, Oh my God, he's slogging through all these responsibilities and like, and, and fucking shit up. And then he forgot to do this thing. So Probably, I'm sure most people assume, God, that guy, if I could just figure it out like that guy. But then this guy is just sort of like, geez, if only that other guy, if I could do it like that. And it's just a circle of despair. Yeah, it's, um, I think that's really, um, one thing that doesn't go away too is, because uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that watch the podcast and want to do creative stuff online or are currently doing creative stuff online. And it's like, if you get to a point where you get to meet people that you watched, you, it's like the imposter syndrome never goes away where you're just like, Oh shit. Like, well, they've been doing it longer than me. So they know what they're talking about more than me. And then they being older creators will be like, well, they haven't figured out. They're the new guy. They, they know more about what's going on than I do. It's, it's all, nobody knows fucking anything ever. Nobody the, does. The fact that the world runs like in any small way is impossible to me. Like how Dude. does, how do Oreos get delivered to a Walmart? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, ser- I'm serious. Like, how the fuck? How the fuck did we figure that out? They used to be just ending up in lakes and ravines and stuff for decades, and yep. until some, someone's like, "Hold on, we gotta corral these things well, and really redirect them someplace purposeful." First, they invented that seal peel, and then they figured out how to get it on the store shelves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, "Wow, this is great. They stay fresh longer, but this is at the bottom of a lake." So I yeah, don't, it's I not don't good seem enough. Appetizing to me. It's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, you know what is one thing though, and uh, when you think about like just slightly, slightly older creators, and we're talking people that are you know five to ten years older than us that have been around probably for five to ten years more than we have for uh-huh. internet stuff. It, in a way. It has been really, really validating, though, to like, not not at somebody else's expense, but the amount of times that I've seen somebody that I've watched before I met them and and not seen that they don't have their shit together in any regards, but see the more humanizing aspects of just like, maybe you're in when they're doing ideation and stuff and you'll see that person just going like, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe you're showing up to their office and it's like a little dirty that day or whatever. And they're just like, yeah, I'm not really sure what we're doing here. And like, you can see yeah. them kind of like lay that bare a little bit more. That is such a confidence boost. Cause you're just like, oh, you guys are also just like kind of leaping from fucking lily pad to lily pad here. And you're just, you just happen to have been doing it for a couple years more than me. That's okay. why I would right. say, especially for internet commenters is like, if you feel that maybe like, and I, I'm not saying this for us, I don't see this with our community, but it's like, if you feel like maybe there's been a dip in equality like one month, it's like, I they know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the people, like you don't have to comment like, man, this month's been pretty weak because you're going to make that person collapse, you know? Like you can, yeah, it's fine. That. I'm not trying to like police how people talk about things, but it's like usually that person is like, man, I, I'm just not feeling it this month, you know? You know what the weird thing is, too, that because there's so much that goes behind. And again, this is not me trying to be like, oh, we're just some bleeding heart. It's hard. Like, it's difficult. But, you know, like, we're not going to be out on the fucking street. You know, our challenges are different, you know. And and, and when you think about it, too, it's we're trying to make pieces that people want to watch. And then also, like, you just got to hope and pray and bank on the possibility that people will give a shit about you as a person, though, too. I mean, that's... I hope people give a shit about me three years from now. Otherwise, I don't know, maybe I have to move back to Wisconsin and can't work out here anymore. Please. But then you can't go to people and be like, please care about me. You just got to kind of hope that you're playing it cool and just be like, hey, you know, nothing is is meaner than my brain when I haven't uploaded in two months and I'm editing the first 30 seconds of my video. My brain will be like, 
like nobody fucking cares like fuck you you know what i mean and just oh, essentially yeah, yeah, being yeah. like like people are gonna click off They're, like i'm already bored you know and it's like no you're bored because you said it and now we're watching it for the 50th time um but uh what was i gonna say for that i i like these conversations especially because people know we're not like taking kind of our our job privilege for granted but especially um uh i feel like and I, I really hate, I see, you see every creator be like, we have the best audience on all of YouTube. But I really think we do for multiple reasons. Like, not only is everybody super respectful and, and kind, but like everyone, or not everyone, because you know, there's a ton of people, but like pretty much the, the general audience idea is like to re- respect boundaries too. And it's like, that's important as well. You can have a super supportive community that is like obsessed with every single aspect of your life. And it's just like, I feel like we got the most just, just like regular people that want to just want to hang out. I'm so happy for it. I'm so excited to go back to normal and see these people in person. And I'll, is, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna beat you, the shit out of all of them. Eddie, no. Right hook, uppercut. That's gonna be the quickest way to have them not give a shit about us in three years if you beat them all up. Well, then they'll know. <laughs> I don't, I don't even I don't know what they'll know oh the, I don't know they will uh, no I, I, it is really Wait, refreshing real quick yeah. what to everyone in the Gus and Eddie audience POV you're you oh, no. guys Just, don't I look. punch the camera don't V guys don't V right now don't V <laughs> <Please. laughs> Uh, no, it, it is really refreshing, uh, honestly, and we, we've spoken to it before. We can't say thank you enough. Like, it, there are a lot of aspects of our job that I don't consider until we talk to other people and, and what might be kind of just a run-of-the-mill kind of, like, gripe or something of, like, ah, I love this, but I have to deal with this aspect. Like, we're constantly like, oh, we don't have to do any of that shit, you know? Yeah. Like, we don't have to deal with people, like like harassing us nonstop on social media, you know, like if we have like an announcement or like there's a new shirt coming out or there's a new like video or something, or, Hey, we're guest appearing somewhere, or maybe we're going to do, you know, like a live thing. And we want to be like, Hey, check this out is we don't have to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. We don't have to try to hype people up or to create some sort of like, ah, do it now. Quick engage with this thing. We can, I, we can just turn on the camera and literally like an adult to an adult, just be like, Hey, I worked hard on this thing, and uh, it would mean a lot to me if you like got a ticket to my show. I will meet you there, and we can say hi and just talk like two cool people. And yeah. then people will do that, and that's like that's so refreshing. Is you're just talking to people like people. I fucking love it. I think that also comes from uh, I think to a degree, and I I don't know if you'd agree with this, and I think I, I don't know if the audience would too, but um, like our earlier podcasts. I don't think it was like complaining, but you and I had to do a good deal of boundary setting as just new people were flooding in all the time. Mm-hmm. And occasionally I'd see, you know, somebody be really upset by something when we were clearly just setting a boundary. And it's like, that's not what we do all the time. It was just, mm-hmm. we just did that legwork and everyone understood. And there's like smooth sailing for the most part. Like when was the last time we've complained about any thing that's crossed a boundary or been weird? It's just like, everyone gets it. Everyone how how fucking it, yeah. lucky are we? It's just hitting me now, really. How, uh, man, thank, thanks to the boys. And by boys, I mean everyone. Except you my can, mom. Everyone can be your boy. Yes. I would consider your mom one of, one of my boys. Okay, she's just not my boy because of all apples she hucked at me. But she could be your boy. Yeah, no, I was actually hucking those apples, too. I don't know if you could see because there were so many apples coming at you, but I was also throwing them. Eddie, I didn't even know you till like 2016. I drove up and I saw a mom hucking apples at her son. And I said, ooh, that seems fun. And I just started doing it. So to my largely undisclosed town of a thousand people, you just drove up? Here's what Was I would do. Was that your destination? Here's, here's what, I, what I would do. If I had a Back to the Future 2 type situation where I could go back and, and you know, be involved with a big moment in my life, I would get in the car, I would drive up, <laughs> and I would huck apples at you. I would use that opportunity. Instead of seeing me at prom or whatever the fuck, I would, <laughs> I would drive up to Wisconsin with uh, crates of apples. And there, I, I, I've left a, I've put them in a freezer before I started driving. <laughs> 
Oh, and you would also have the illegally made face molds of Crispin Glover on you as you were hucking the, the apples at me. And I'm like, why, bro? <laughs> yeah. Back to the Future Part 2 is another area uh, of s- extreme specificity where I have a wealth of knowledge about to the point where I actually, I lied in college at a speech class and I, I, I had to go give a speech uh, and then I completely forgot it was due and I had to give like a 10 minute speech up there, uh, with a small, like works cited card. So before mm. class, I just scrolled down a bunch of like, f- just bullshit, like URLs. And I just went up there and I just held a blank note card and I just pretended to reference it a couple times. And I just talked about back to the future too. And how the, like the molds were made of Crispin Glover's face during the first one to age him up. And then they just, he, he contract negotiations fell through. So they got right. an unknown actor and they put the molds on him. So I just talked about that the whole time. And I got a fucking a on the speech and I just there kept pretending go. to look down like, in 1985, and it was just because also coincidentally that week I had been like reading all the Wikipedia pages, so I knew all this shit in, in the like short term memory vault. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. That's Ed, it. Eddie, can I tell you something that made me smile from ear to ear yesterday? What's that, What's that Gus? So I did a couple weeks ago, uh, and you guys will be able to see this, folks at home. I think it's March 19th the episode comes out, but. Uh, I, I did a little guest appearance on one of the Team Coco podcasts uh, with Aaron Blayert and OMG, it's Firefox, Sonya. Uh, and we had a lovely time. And we just talked for an hour about video games, Skyrim, all that sort of stuff. But uh, I mentioned, and, and I, have not, I had not talked to either of those two people before, Aaron and Sonya. They were lovely, and it was a fun podcast. Uh-huh. But I, had, I must have just briefly mentioned like Jurassic Park Trespasser. You know, how, how it's this pretty hard-to-find CD version of the game. The whole, you know, that whole debacle. These, these people know it. I've talked about it before. But uh, I got a DM afterwards uh, from Sonia, and she says, Hey, I, she goes, thanks so much for swinging by the podcast. Love to send you something. I was like, oh, okay. And I, I got the package yesterday, and I opened it up, Eddie. Oh, and no she, way. She sent me Trespasser. Oh! I Do you have any idea how hard this has been for me to find? I Dude, looked for years. You've been and looking found, for this. This has I've, been an old podcast thing. You mentioned this, like, you know, probably Dude, two years ago. I found one copy when I was younger. It took me years to find, and it was in shitty condition, and I still was able to play it. This thing is in fantastic condition. There's not a scratch on the disc. The booklet is included. I opened it up, and I felt like a kid. I was like, I can't believe it's not going to play this game on stream. It's so fun, dude. I just was like, that was just such an out of nowhere kind of thing. You know, that kind of yeah. imagery of an old toy or something where if you saw it now, you'd still go, ooh, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I opened that package up and I see this little velociraptor peeking out and I was like, oh my God, what the fuck, dude? It didn't seem real. I've just that's, been through the roof. That's so great. Oh my God. I'm so happy you got it, dude. That's yeah. for real. Like that was probably... Um, I don't know when was the first time you mentioned that on the podcast was, but it was like one of the first ones maybe, right? I mean, that's one of those things where I'll, probably every three, four months, I will mention Trespasser in uh-huh. some regards. So, God damn, dude. Yeah, I've been, I've, I'm just so stoked to see it, frankly. I wish that I, I kind of want to frame the booklet, but we'll see. It's all happening so fast. <laughs> We're just moving into this so fast. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Help me. Uh, <laughs> say, speaking of packages, Eddie... Uh, how's about perhaps we open up a little bit of, uh, no! Gus found, Gus found a couple of leftover packages. Do not send to the PO box right now. When we get back to normal, we will be doing more packages. Yes. Which hopefully is looking like sooner than everybody thought, which is fucking it, awesome. It could be sooner. Exactly. I think I said that last week, but whatever. Alrighty. This one comes to us from, <laughs> from L sales. Which I think in English, to our English-speaking viewers, that is the sales, is what that means. Okay, okay. Oh, we got a game, Eddie! Oh! It's a PC game, and it's called Scooby-Doo Jinx at the Sphinx. Whoa! That sounds spooky. I don't know if I'll have to have my mom supervise us when we play that, but... All Um, right. Okay, well, one thing, too. With, we talked about this, I think, privately. But we, I think we didn't do the PC game ones for a while because we weren't sure what we were supposed to do, like make a new Twitch account. And mm-hmm. so I think we've agreed, right, when we do, we'll switch off. 
one person, we both stream, we both squad stream, and one person streams their Discord and they click and the other person watches and we play it together, right? Yes, yes. Can, can we start with Pajama Sam and then do Huglies right after? Well, I mean, I assume we had to start with those two. We got to do that, yes. Okay, do you want to do it? Wait, if I said, put it- yeah, no, this, the week that the podcast comes out. Okay, week the podcast comes out. What day of the week are we doing the first stream? Um, let's do. Do we wait? Are we doing it during the day or at night? Probably at let's night. Let's do. Right? Let's do a night one. Let's do a big night one. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's do it. Why don't we do it like maybe Monday or Tuesday? So maybe maybe tonight when this podcast comes out. All right, let's do that tonight, you guys. Tonight. Holy well, shit, this is happening. <laughs> Monday or Tuesday, we'll figure Or Tuesday. <laughs> Holy shit, this is happening. Maybe on Tuesday. So follow us on uh, twitch.tv slash Eddie Burback. And is yours just Gus Johnson? Yeah, I got is. Gus Johnson on so, Twitch. So yeah, it's our names. It, I think it's in the link under the podcast, but whatever. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Let me put that. Boom. It's in my Rolodex. It's in my calendar. I'll pencil you in. Okay. Not the I's. Cross the T's. Anyway, Elaine, thank you. This is very kind of you. Thank you for say- sending this to us. I have another package here. And it feels a little CD-like. Okay. This comes to us from Boat Angel. Ah, fuck you. Boat Angels, <laughs> using some military-grade rhino lining Okay. packaging here. Oh, wait, these aren't CDs. Oh, they are CDs. It's a lot of the same kind of CD, and it is... Drum roll, please. Why do we keep getting these fucking... F- it's Donkey Ollie's Adventures. Wait, did we get that before? It's movies. I was getting these fucking things to my P.O. Box in Menominee like four years ago. There you go. We got a callback. That's a callback on a callback right there. Okay, well, we're, Eddie, we're the proud new owners of 10 copies of uh, Donkey Ollie's Adventures. You show Uh, it off to the camera? Six hours of entertainment, and, and all of the font on it is like in a Windows font. Like, you know, the wacky version in like Microsoft Word where it's like, hey, you you know about some of these extra fonts that aren't in the regular ones, like the kind of orange wavy kinds and the mm-hmm. blue cool gradient ones. It's like one of those fonts on it's the back. It's word art, right? Is the it's word art? Yes, word art. Yes. Uh, so it says this six films, these six films on our double sided DVD are provided to you free and funded by donations of autos, boats, trucks, motorcycles, and real estate to Boat Angel Outreach Center. What is this? So people donate vehicles and then they make movies? I guess so. <laughs> also, guys, you can on the back scan to get your Donkey Ollie Club items. So hey, well, keep that. Keep that. Yeah. Oh, that's that's fine. I don't showed sh- it to the camera. Don't show Wait, them. Hey, hey, we got nine other copies. They don't, can keep this one. <laughs> those are our Donkey Ollie Club items. Don't touch them. <laughs> this is no Max Mofo code on the back giveaway. This is our private property. Private property. All right. Well, thank you so much, El Boat Angel. That's it for mail. All right. You want to get into those those little preguntas? Yeah. Even though I gave myself a small cut with a knife, I'll do oh, it. Oh no. Are you okay? Yeah. You it's bleeding? Just a bummer. No. It's just one of those ones where it's gonna get really red, and I'm just gonna keep going. I gotcha. Yeah, no, I remember hearing that. I'd just be in the apartment and I'd hear, I would hear the the fold of a pocket knife and then. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I first saw that gag on Family Guy where Peter falls down and skins his knee. That destroyed me when I first saw it, dude. Oh my god, life changing. So fucking funny. Is still a funny joke. That is still a funny joke. I love those deliberate time wasting jokes, and that's one that it is. This. It knows what it is, and it takes even longer than it should have. And it's that additional coming back around to be like, oh, they're still going? All right, it's funny again. Yep. I love that stuff. Um, all right, so follow us on Twitter at Eddie Burback and at Gus Buckets, and we will fix your life. That's it. You already figured it out. At I am not an ant eat one says, how long would it take for us to notice if they started to put cocaine back into Coca-Cola? But a really small amount and they add more slowly over time. Huh. I don't know. 
you're asking somebody who hasn't had cocaine, so I couldn't tell I couldn't tell you when people would start to figure it out. I feel like it would be pretty fucking quick though. Yeah. It's Dude, I've never had cocaine either. I've said before, I if I ever tried cocaine, I couldn't I wouldn't be able to stop it. So I can never touch it. I have a, such an addictive personality, there's no way I could handle coke. I would fucking die. I'm never touching that shit. Um well, I I don't know then. I feel like people like you said people would notice pretty fast because i feel like there are so many daily coke drinkers that they'd be like whoa are we all feeling different you know that's true Um, (laughs) so whatever amount to make you feel different it would probably be noticed immediately i feel like somebody would do some kind of test on it and be like yeah there's cocaine in this so let's start a lawsuit i do love the casual conversation though of just like the coke drinkers you know and they're just like uh so uh you guys been really fucking into Coca-Cola lately? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone been getting a kind of, I don't know, cocaine feeling from, from Coke lately? Because that's ah, what it feels like. You've just been feeling really amped or like, what's your guys' vibe on this whole thing? <laughs> anyway, yeah, probably pretty quick. Uh, all right. At Torchic M asks, if you guys had to live in a car for a year, what car would you live in and how would you live in it? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess you'd, you'd opt into a van if you could, right? Probably got you got to get a van. Yeah, like one of those. Yeah. If, if you could afford it, one of those big like Mercedes Benz vans where the backs oh, those, are super those tall high. Boys too. Those super tall boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, immediately <laughs> of living out of our car, we've chosen a Mercedes Benz. So yeah. Uh, so probably not. Uh, no, I. I mean, I don't know. That's. Probably the the kind of stereotypical one, right? Like drive to a kind of warm place if you're just living out of your car and try, try and find a job, I guess. Yeah, probably. That one's there's too many factors, you know. You know what I ended up noticing this last year, and this is, I mean, it's it's sad, you know, but I I noticed that I I started seeing a lot more people living in vans uh, in in LA here, but. I, I saw a number of people that had like a full setup going on. Like if you would walk down the stretch of the sidewalks sometimes, like I'd see people camped up there and they had like a little mini fan unit going in and a battery unit and they had a yeah. TV in there and a sink and stuff like that. I've always been so fascinated by those micro spaces though. It's yeah, it's I think uh, just mainly the COVID unemployment stuff is just like exactly you know, yeah, and so uh, yeah no I know what you're talking about I saw a couple of them and it's like it's always nice to see those setups where it's like well I'm glad you know at least at least you got everything you need right now mm-hmm. um, I've seen a lot of people repurposing uh, buses for not not for uh, like kind of more for fun I think and those always are really satisfying to look at people that like make. Uh, repurpose a whole bus and then do like a cross country road trip. That's cool as hell. That does sound cool. You know what I always wanted to do, and I'm still on the lookout for. Is I think it would be really fun to show up to like hunting season with an old Desert Storm Humvee. Or something. Yeah, I remember you were in the market pre-COVID. You were like, I, w- I want a Humvee so bad, dude. Yeah, because it's like maybe you could find one that just fell through the cracks where someone's selling it for like nothing. But I think it would be so fun to just even fucking spray paint it blaze orange because we usually buy old church vans, you know, uh-huh. and just hollow them out and put like benches in there. But if you showed up in an old fucking Humvee, how hilarious would that be? Oh, my God. Anyway, Yeah, let's do it. Let's go, boys. I'm on some deer, boys. <laughs> the 50 cal on top. <laughs> you uh, drive it directly into the forest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, into Let's a go. swamp. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, at, at Coleman Doring says, is there a sport that is considered extreme that you think you'd be good at with zero practice, like snowboarding or skiing? No, I think everyone thinks they're going to be good at snowboarding or skiing. I think even in the back of my head, I'm like, Maybe I'd get out on that snow. It's like, no, no, I wouldn't just be instantly Uh-oh. good at that. Um, I, I don't think so. D- do you have one that you think you could try at least or be semi good at? I feel like, here's the thing. How well do you think you'd fare in Wipeout? B- better than, I think I th- think I'd fare better than I would. If that makes sense. I think I would I think do better. So too. I think the same thing with Ninja Warrior. Every time I see it, I'm like, I could do it. And I know I couldn't. And I think it anyways. I think because exactly. Wipeout looks easy a lot of the time. And it's not at all. And especially, you know what is our blind confidence? I think that we think we'd do better at Survivor than we actually would. 
I, yeah. I think that's because the thing is, I was watching a season this week where it was just so cold and rainy for them that it was like pretty much torture conditions. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, maybe I don't want to do Survivor. <laughs> you know, know you see you see those seasons that. where they really have to deal with shit, but that's not extreme sport. But um, one thing I know, especially even with Survivors, I I would be too panicked to do the puzzles during during that pressure time. Oh, especially I think. when Jeff is just in your ear. Eddie just not getting it. Yeah. He's strewn everywhere. He's like yeah. one of the biggest blowouts in Survivor history. I just want someone to be like, hey, fuck you, Jeff. Let me do the game. <laughs> but uh, I turned it back to Survivor, though. Yeah, I, I think snowboarding is the one that everyone thinks, like, oh, I'd do it. And then uh, they are not good at it. You'd just eat shit. You'd eat shit so quick. And you'd slip I think surfing's it. kind of the same. Because you, you, you get the general idea, but you don't have the muscle memory to do it, you know? Yeah, I do agree with that. I feel like, I feel like Wipeout is going to be my answer, though. Because I think I would... Do- Excuse me, I think I do really poorly in surfing. But I, like, especially on the show, you always see people getting, like, actually wiped out. But half the people I feel like that they choose are the people that are, like, tripping putting on the helmet, you know, to go onto the course. Like, they're not choosing, like, the American Ninja Warrior cast of folks, you know? Mm. They'll be like... Hi, I'm a substitute teacher from Delaware, and I'm 43 years old, and I thought this would be fun, you know? It's just like, you're going to get fucked. Like, I'm not even in fantastic shape at all, but I feel like half of the wipeout course course is some kind of common sense, like, just general, like, balanced spatial awareness stuff of, like, I need to time this jump right. It's like, I could do that, you know? Uh Uh-huh. These guys just walk out there and are, like, tripping as they're entering the course, and I'm just like, I I could probably get halfway through that thing before I wiped out. I I really want to see it. Wipeout, get Gus on Wipeout. Please, I'll... can I come in there? That's my <laughs> can audition. Can I come in there? <laughs> Let me in there, course there. Is it Wipeout even... famously a, like an outdoor? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, let I'm, me get in there. <laughs> I'm coming in. I'm going to just... Uh, here's, here's how they're going to feature me in the next season of Wipeout. Is I'm not going to be a regular contestant. They're going to continue to have the contestants go through. But every episode, there's a few shots of me. And I'm just trying to kind of not take up a lot of space and just sneak past the contestant. I'm just going to go, oh, excuse me. I'm just going <laughs> to sneak in right by. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay, or, go ahead. you're a new contestant that you get put in where somebody has a small head start and you have to try and get past them and you can push them out of the way. So they're in the middle of their wipeout game. You're just like, get out of here! <laughs> right through. It's my push round. them into one of those big balls. That's a good idea, dude. Okay, that's the new game plan. Fuck Survivor. My friendship with Jeff Probst ended. Now wipeout is my friend. Exactly. Exactly. All right, at RoySpider04 asks, when you guys become a tag team in WWE wrestling, great start, what will your team name, finishing move, and entrance song be? And which one of you will betray the other one when you eventually break up? I would betray Gus instantly. Instantly? Um, yeah, what the fuck? Thought, it wouldn't, um, it's, I'm looking for the betterment of my WWE career, and it's much, it's much more interesting for me. Um, and it'll betray you in a way that will injure you so you can no longer be a WWE superstar. <laughs> well, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Wait, it's just, it's just going to be Eddie and I walk into the ring and Eddie's the I first to get... you with a chair in your, in your head immediately. <laughs> no, and it's real. <laughs> we're, we're climbing up. It's like a chase lounge that you brought from home. It's not even like a, a fucking folding chair. No, we're gonna be we're gonna be in the arena, and Eddie's gonna be the first one. He's gonna run ahead like the first kid at the play place at the birthday party. He's gonna run ahead, and he's gonna get to the top of the hell in a cell. And and I'm gonna crawl up, and Eddie's gonna keep giving me his hand. He's gonna be like, Gus, here, come here, man. And I'm gonna reach for it, and he's just gonna keep dropping me over and over <laughs> again off the hell in a cell until I just break my legs. What I'm gonna do, you know that ladder one that they do where they hang a case, and you have to like take the ladder and climb up it and grab the case. Yeah. Yes. I'm, you're going to be at the top, and I'm going to do a soccer slide kick at the bottom of the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, that's not part of the choreography. And everyone's like, what? The, all, the, all the people who, who write everything, they're like, what the fuck did he just do? And, and I go, I wanted to do it. And that's it. I'm going to be climbing up to grab the briefcase full of cash, and Eddie's going to be underneath me holding the ladder. 
and fully mic'd up and to the surprise of the judges, he's going to be holding the rungs and, and shaking it violently going, whoa, whoa, <laughs> careful, whoa. Like it's obvious that he's trying to tip me over. That's um, how it's going to oh, go down. Okay, for the actual answer, hear me out, Gus. Yeah. We will be the mustache bandits. Okay. And we were there to, and this is also real, steal the prizes of everyone who actually wrestles. So Gus and I don't actually set foot in the ring, but if somebody wins like their belt, we wait for the time that they're talking to the crowd or maybe when they're starting to leave the arena. And then we creep in, everyone starts cheering and we steal it and run. Um, I like that. Our costumes are very, I would say arguably a copyright infringement on the Hamburglar. Um, I'm in and there. We come out to steal my sunshine is the song that we, we come out to. That's a good um, idea. Can I just interject? And I know that you already meant it anyway, but not only are our costumes very, uh, we'll say derivative to put it lightly of the Hamburglar costumes, but they're made of pure wool. So we are just completely drenched in sweat the entire yeah, time. And you can see, you can see the sweat marks on the pits, on the back, for some reason, like one spot on the side of our stomachs, but they're the same for each of us. Also, canonically, <laughs> our wrestling characters are both very allergic to wool. So we're breaking yeah. up the entire time and sweaty also i we both have terrible stage fright so not only are we stealing from one of the players but we're also screaming from fear the whole time also so we just run in ah! <laughs> and, wall, and we grab the belt from ah! <laughs> also backstage before the match we couldn't agree on steal my sunshine so without telling you at the last second I also plugged in a separate iPad with a headphone splitter and I am playing Walking on Sunshine over Steal My Sunshine. So the two <laughs> songs are just, just all over each other. And then um, I'm on a Bluetooth speaker that I'm carrying that is too quiet for the audience in between us playing uh, Walking on the Sun by Smash, Smash Mouth. Damn, and, dude. And that's the name of that song, right? Yeah, and, and then also, you don't know this, Eddie, but on my Motorola Razor that I have snuffled in, uh, I have downloaded a ringtone, and it is Good Day Sunshine by the Beatles, and I'm playing the 20-second preview on loop in my pocket. Well, I have also run out of songs, so I will surprise you by changing it up just slightly, and I will be having in, uh, a or I will have headphones on that are playing um, Fortunate Sun. And so it's That's not the same good. sun, but it's going to sound terrible. We're screaming, we're sweating, we're stealing it. And also, <laughs> fuck, is it Vic, Vince McMahon? Is that yeah, the, dude. fuck him. We also, we, listen, we kill Vince McMahon. <laughs> not, <laughs> not in the WWE plot in real life. <laughs> but it takes, but it takes minimum 20 minutes for people to notice. They'll just think it's a really impressive, like upping of the effect. We're already halfway on our, on our flight to Cambodia. By the time people figure out, <laughs> we, we got all the WWE belts on our shoulders and a bunch of briefcases with checks that are just for show. <laughs> we can't cash in for anything, but that's the mustache bandits, baby. You that's can't the stop mustache us. Bandits, baby. You can't fucking stop us. Can't catch us. Can't stop us can't solve our, our 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 allergies because we will be moving too fast for you to hit us with the EpiPen. Yeah, while we're while we're on the plane, we did not take the wool off. No. We are going into full shock. I am I'm just struggling to breathe. We just single-handedly use the fake checks that will obviously bounce right away to just clean out the drink cart before it gets to you. See, so you hate us even more. <laughs> we're like fucking Harry and Ron on the first trip to Hogwarts, where Harry, like a dick, buys all of the fucking treats at once so the rest the of the kids can't get it on the plane. Worst thing ever. Train. Also we they come back to us and they tell us the checks bounce and that's where we start screaming again we steal parachutes we open the door on a commercial flight and we jump out that's we are good. and we are above the ocean it's where we tragically die we drown <laughs> <laughs> we get caught up in our parachutes when we land into the water and we're both eaten by sharks while drowning so and that's that we go out we go out like we came in screaming you know? I like it. And and your last minute betrayal, the last thing you do is stealing my parachute before we hit the water, and then ultimately neither of the parachutes go off still. Yeah. <laughs> I just I said we would hit at the same time, but you would realize I betrayed you. So our yeah. last our last moments is me being like sorry. <laughs> I'm like, ow, Eddie, I feel like 
Oh man. Is that but that's not you hitting the water. That's you slapping your old butt right before we hit, right? Yeah, cuz the itching of the wool was just too much for a guy to handle. Oh man, dude, why do people listen to this shit? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I let's let's fit in one more pregunta, but who who asked that question? Do you still have the at there? Yeah, it's Roy Spider 04. That was a bop. Great, great question. Fantastic question. Good one, Roy. Also, Roy Spider sounds like our enemy anyway in the ring, so I yeah. feel like that's a pretty good one here. He just he he has uh uh his hands and legs, but he tries to crawl around like a spider. Um and uh he also lets uh people who are robbing uh the the I guess the manager and he lets them go, but then it kills their uncle, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, it sounds canon, frankly. All right. Good luck fucking following that one up. Whoever is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorting by new against. So we're going renegade here. Um, okay. At lean, mean Korean says, what would you do if Ronald Reagan was in front of you right now? I'd punch him. Yeah. What do you mean? Wait, what age is Ronald Reagan? Uh, Ronald Reagan is in the movie. He's the age that he was in the movie when he was with that monkey. Okay. Well, then I'd first remove the monkey, and then I'd punch him. And also, if you were to ask if it was during his presidency, I'd also punch him. <laughs> and we don't have to get all political about it. I just, I just want to punch Ronald Reagan. Do, you know what I mean? Like, we That's don't have fair. to. That's it. I'll just clock him. I'll I just... punch anybody. We know that about me. I'm looking it up, Eddie, and I guess the movie with the monkey is called Bedtime for Bonzo. Okay. I feel like there's... I feel like if I watched that movie, there would be not good animal practices for that movie. I'm just I just guessing. assume so. It's where the filmmakers were like, you know what? It's We don't even need to put a disclaimer saying that animals were safely... Like, we were already going to lie about it if we put the disclaimer, but I feel like we don't even need to do that amount. Like, we obviously went through, like, ten bonzos during the filming of this year. Exactly. Do you... We, oh, my God. I didn't even up? think about the ramifications of this, Eddie. What? Do you think that President, or in this case, pre-President Ronald Reagan fostered the community that he had with the monkey establishment to go on to uh, provide arms to Mayor Monkey and his troops? Oh, my God. Wait, no, actually. It was very possible, but we all know that Mayor Monkey didn't learn to shoot a gun until twenty, the beginning of 2020. And we have not checked back on Disney World or Disneyland because we haven't been there yet. So we don't know the current advancements. I will update you. We, we both will update you when that next trip happens. I'm nervous. I'm nervous to go. What if he took over the whole thing? I'm fucking what, scared, frankly, honestly. What if, what if we get there and Mickey Mouse's head is on a pike, you know? I'm, frankly, I'm expecting it at this point. Yep. I'm going to look here. I, I wonder if the chimp or whatever went on to be in his cabinet. Do you think he would have gone so far as to do that? I think it's very possible, but they maybe had... Maybe the, you're talking about Bonzo. Yeah, Bonzo. I believe Bonzo would probably have a person acting as you know the actual person in the cabinet, and then that guy would go to an office, and you can't see me, but the monkey would be in the chair, and Bonzo would be in the chair, and he'd slowly turn around, and he'd go, <laughs> which means, oh my which means I'm glad to see you again. Dude, well, let's see what he ended up doing. Let's see what happened post-movie. <clears throat> All right, here, I'm on Wikipedia. Um, oh, okay, so the so Bonzo was played by a monkey named Peggy, I guess. Okay. Um, all right, so a sequel was released. A sequel, dude! Okay, a sequel was released called Bonzo Goes to College, but featured none of the three lead performers from the original. Peggy died in a zoo fire. <laughs> Wait, What? Peggy died in a zoo fire two weeks after the premiere of Bedtime for Bonzo. Another chimp was hired for the second film, whose name really was Bonzo. Reagan did not want to work on the second film as he thought the premise was unbelievable. What the fuck, dude? I didn't want to know that trivia. More More like Bedtime for Gonzo, am I right? The thing is, Bedtime for Bonzo still would have made sense for a death. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah. true it's just insult to injury i love though that it, it establishes that after starring in the movie where uh ronald reagan and his wife are taking care of some fucking monkey that's wearing pajamas 
Reagan did not want to work on the second film as he thought the premise was unbelievable. <laughs> He's like, now hold on. No. I think yeah. I think the Bonzo universe is going way too far. I, this is where I draw the line is right here. <laughs> These have integrity and this is just, this is gonzo bonzo journalism right here. You know I love the BCU. But <laughs> I can't continue this. <laughs> All right, I'm pretty much fucking done with this podcast. Yeah, fuck this podcast. Right, I'm out of here. I stuck around, and Gus is gone. Go watch, go watch my new video. It's out right now. Unless, some, unless, unless that uh, the girl reacting to an Eminem song got me claimed. Unless that happened. Bye. Look, it's like I'm Cy- Cyclops from X Men. Shut the fuck X-Men. up, Eddie.